Hello, Husky fans. This is Trevor Mueller with Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. My name is Trevor Mueller. With me is Kayla Olin, Jake Grant, and our Husky guest this week is Michael Harvickson. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for, yeah, you know, really appreciate you guys having me. Awesome. Um, so here we are. We are in week six of the Pac-12 season. Who knows who's playing, who's not. It's kind of been the mantra of 2020, but you know what? We're here. We're going to pick all the games as if they're going to happen. Uh, the University of Washington uh, has come out that they have 11 athletes uh, tested positive for COVID-19. We don't know how many of those are um, football players. So practice was canceled today. Tomorrow's going to really be the day that uh, is going to say a lot about where Washington stands against, you know, this rivalry game with Oregon to choose who goes to uh, represent the North in the Pac-12 championship. But we're going to go as if it's happening. So we're going to jump right in. Michael, you're up first. We got Friday night lights. We got Arizona State headed to Arizona at four o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN. Arizona State is an 11 and a half point favorite. Michael, what do you got on this one? Well, you know, I mean, Trevor, I mean, I, it's just got to be so hard right now. You know, I mean, every week, you know, just not knowing if you're going to be able to play or not, you know, can you guys practice? And, you know, cause, I mean, and, and especially just at the college level too. I mean, there is so much preparation that goes into every game and, and, you know, just not knowing what's, you know, not knowing what's going on has to make it tough for the guys, um, you know, but, and, you know, I mean, and, and I mean, and in terms, you know, of COVID here in the Pac-12, I think that, you, you know, I mean, ASU's been hit hard. I mean, they've only played one game in the last, you know, month, you know, and right. uh, I mean, and, and actually watched that game, you know, on their first game, they're at, you know, at USC, it was a big noon game, they're on Fox, and they, I mean, they were just dominating the whole game, and, uh, you know, it, it was just so unfortunate that, you know, and, you know, it, and they're actually a really good team, too, you know, it's a very just, you know, you know, that ASU team is definitely led there, you know, by Herm Edwards, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they're very disciplined, well coached um, and have a great, you know, awesome veteran quarterback there. Um, and so I'm, I'm expecting, you know, even, even as it is a rivalry game, I'm just, I'm expecting a big blowout, honestly, you know, it's a big spread, um, you know, even though they're at Arizona, you know, historically pretty close game usually, but I mean, I'm going to say, you know, that, you know, Arizona State probably by, you know, at least, you know, 10, 14 points. I'm going to say Jaden Daniels going to have a big game. Um, so, you know, yeah, um, I'm expecting a big show in there by the Sun Devils. Yeah, and, you know, for Kayla, Arizona, it feels like a, a really, like, yellow snowball of losing. Like, they, they haven't won. We're going – we're over a calendar year of them losing now. Uh, they had, you know, that game at USC. And then since then, it's been really, really tough for Arizona. Uh, what do you got on this game? Like you mentioned, super tough with Arizona. It's been very tough for Grant Gannell, who I don't think he's given the opportunity to showcase his talents, just strictly because that Arizona offensive line isn't where it needs to be to kind of give him and Arizona a fighting chance. 
That being said, like Michael mentioned, Arizona State has only played two games on the season, but Jaden Daniels looks to be the real deal. He has 359 passing yards in just those two games. You mix that with their star running back with DeMonte Traynham, who has 192 yards already on the ground. That's a scary passing and run game combination. Therefore, like kind of Michael said, ASU runs away with this win. I say Arizona State by 14. Jake on fourth and inches is Captain Tarmac. Is this the day that uh, ends Kevin Sumlin's tenure at Arizona? You know, I really hope so. Just because of the fact that I've been on the Grant Gunnell train from day one this year. Uh, I've been rooting for Arizona. I've been rooting for Gunnell. I think the dude has a special arm talent. Um, I just think he's been poorly coached. Uh, I think that whole team's been poorly coached. It's not like they're not getting recruits, right? You know, they're getting players. They have talent. They don't have any offense. They don't have any defense. So I see, unfortunately, I'm going to hop off of that train, that Arizona Wildcat train, and I'm going to, wa- I'm going to watch Arizona State win by 20. Yeah. And Jake has been on that train for a very long time. For a while. I mean, I, from what I remember, you were a Heisman candidate in Arizona at one point. It was pre-Ganell, and I was big on the quarterback play, but I, they just cannot figure it out. And I think that's a big sign of Kevin Sumlin struggling. Kevin, and, and Kevin Sumlin has been given so much credit for his quarterback play. He's had one guy, and that was a special talent. You know, Johnny Football really – he dominated college football, and I don't believe that was because of play calling. I think that was because <laughs> of his ability to play on the run. So I, I just think Kevin Sumlin's getting exposed in a really weak conference. I always said Arizona wasted Cleo Tate, and yeah. I will I will die on that hill. Yeah, he was absolutely. So good. No, yeah, you know, you know, to me, you know, I even watched the Cowboy game last night, and I think there are some comparisons. I think you know between the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona team. I mean, you know, I mean. And they got guys too, you know. I mean, even the Cowboys got guys too. Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can, I mean, I just think that her members just you know has those guys ready to go, and and I think it's it, you know it's going to be ugly early. I think too. Michael missed the conversation where I said I had a Dallas Cowboy bear on my yeah. tree, so I feel so personally attacked right now. <laughs> you love, just, it. love it. Unbeknownst to Michael, that's Kayla's favorite football team. Outside of the Huskies, of course. I really want to disagree with you guys, but I have a hard time doing it. I've watched Arizona play way too much this year. Uh, Obviously, none of us have really watched Arizona State out of the two games that they've played, which essentially were season openers. So I'm going to go with you guys. Um, I'm going to take those 11 and a half, and I'm going to take Arizona State. Uh, Moving on to Saturday, we have Utah headed to number 21, Colorado. That sounds weird coming out of my mouth. At no point in this year, in the next two years or three years, did I expect to see numbers in Colorado the Colorado of- coming out of the radar there, Trevor. Coming out of the radar. You know, playing well. Who would have thought? New head coach. You know, I mean, it's, hey, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so they're playing. They got the big noon kickoff at 9 o'clock on the Ooh. West Coast on Fox. Colorado is only favored by two. Jake, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, I actually think that's a pretty good number because I still think Arizona is a really good football team. If they could stop turning the ball over, I could see Utah winning this game. Um, Colorado, they've done really good this year. They, they've averaged 31 points a game. 
Their defense has been stout. They gave up 32 against Stanford, 42 to UCLA. Um, outside of that, man, 13 to Arizona, 10 to San Diego, San Diego State, uh, as Ron Burgundy, Ron Burgundy likes to call it. Uh, I think Colorado is – they have something to play for, right? If they win this game and USC drops a game, then they're in the, the Pac-12 championship and we could see a rematch of what was that, 13? 16. 16. Yeah, I'm like three years early. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, we, we could potentially see that game again, and I'd, I'd like to. I like playing Colorado, and I think they're going to end up winning this game by three. It's going to be close. Utah's a really good football team, so uh, I, I see Colorado squeaking this one out. They got something to play for. Utah doesn't. Yeah, and, Michael, I mean, going from uh, Mel Tucker, who said he was going to stay, to Carl Durrell after Tucker left him out to dry – playing for a new coach you kind of know what that's like um what do yeah. you got on this game no well no yeah you know i mean i'll always remember you know i i believe it was after the apple cup there and i think it was 2013 you know it was uh it was a big win against the Cougs, you know in sark so I, hey you know i i mean i'm i'm always a dog love you guys and then about you know, i think maybe a day later you know uh gone you know and uh you know and and, and i mean like and it's it's, you know, tough. I mean, you know, even with COVID going on, you know, the fact that all these guys could just, you know, stay close and together, I think, you know, and it's, and it's a big thing to kind of get the locker room going. Um, and, you know, and just having that chemistry, I think, uh, you know, just all the credit to them. And I think, I mean, I mean, and the biggest thing is, is the fact of just how many points they've been putting on the board. Um, and, you know, you got a Utah team too, I think, you know, that, you know, I mean, their, you know, quarterback play's been a little shaky. And I don't know if the starter's coming back yet or – but, I mean, it's uh, – you know, I, I just have a hard time with Utah, you know, just, you know, being able to put up enough points even to stay with Colorado. Um, and, and also might I add, um, like, I want to say probably my latest game that I played was at 11 a.m. I can only imagine having a 9 a.m. kickoff time and how – because, you know, like – I mean, like, that's like – 536 a.m. you know and hey you know it's it's you know like you know like you know we always you know have very early morning workouts you know but I mean that that that's I mean that's a pretty early you know it's a it's a it's very early you know and uh but no I mean it's gonna be a really exciting game though I think Trevor yeah absolutely and that's something that you know as tailgaters, we're like, oh, we got to get there so early if if yeah, this yeah, yeah. is being played regularly. But you got to think that the, you know, uh, when you were there, there were times when you guys practiced early too, right? Well, you know, I mean, it, you know, almost all of our workouts, you know, I mean, right. as as a tight end, you know, I was always stuck with, the, you know, I was always stuck with the linemen. Um, as an athlete, you know, all the skilled guys got to work out at eight thirty. I was always stuck at six thirty. So you know what, you know. I'm okay with it, Saha, you know, I'm a team player, obviously, but would I have liked to work out at 8.30? Yeah, I would have, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, like, that's a very early – I mean, it, it's a very early morning, uh, you know. Yeah, to get ready for a game? Well, it's, and, it's and there's walkthroughs. I mean, you know, like there's a, you know, like a you know, meal. Um, you, know, eat, you know, at least myself, I always loved, uh, you know, eat and kind of just, you know, like relax a little bit, you know go back to the hotel room, watch some games, but there aren't any games on yet. So um, I, I can only imagine kind of just, you know, and, and I think too, just, you know, you know, like the overall importance of the routine is, is, uh, and, you know, when you're out of it, it can, but uh, no, I mean, I, 
But, uh, you know, getting back to the point, though, I expect Colorado to put up big points, I think. So, yeah. And Kayla, what do you got on this one? Kind of like everyone else has really said, I want to say Utah is the better team, but Colorado is looking to go undefeated. With that state of the North, kind of like Jake had mentioned in the Pac-12 championship game at state, Colorado has something to fight for. They didn't at first. They are the Cinderella story to a T. That's what the textbook definition is. And especially if they want to shift to that big game, Sam Neuer and Jack Broussard, another great quarterback, running back, dynamic duo, both are just shy of 700 offensive yards in their respective categories. I don't think Utah is fully prepared for Colorado. I think they might sleep on them, kind of how we've seen other teams sleep on other teams in the Pac-12. So I say Colorado by seven. Let's hang on real quick, Trev. Let's not lose sight of the fact that Colorado's biggest win this year in four games is by 11. So it's not like they're out there blowing anybody out either. So I'll come back at you a little bit on that, that they had UCLA done. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a big time blowout, and we saw Washington up big on Arizona. And you know, if you're looking at scoreboards at the end of that game, it looked like it was at least a respectable game, which we know. Um, stats are stats, Trev. Stats are for losers. I heard analytics. Say that <laughs> analytics. That's right. Uh, all right, next we got number 15 USC. They keep not playing. They keep moving up in the uh, polls. They're headed to UCLA. My team that I've been on that train for a long time. And you know what, Kayla, it looks like maybe it's time for me to uh, maybe get up front and toot that horn a little bit more. USC needs to win if they want to stay big, bowl eligible. Like you said, they keep climbing and securing that bid to the Pac-12 championship game. They're another version of Colorado, just a little bit more of a respected because it is USC. They did come in here with that preseason hype. Keaton Slavez is finally hitting his stride, though, which is scary if you're UCLA, who has passed for over 12,000 yards so far on the season in just five games, only two interceptions. So UCLA needs to get to work on offense, not just defense. UCLA, like I kind of was saying, isn't much of a defensive team so far this season. The Bruins defense has allowed the second most passing yards out of every team in the conference. UCLA is also second over in rushing yards per game, but second worst in passing yards per game. So you kind of really need to look at those numbers as well. I know not much stat guys over there, but numbers kind of speak for themselves a little bit when both teams have played decent amounts of games. The defensive backs on USC are pretty top-notch as they don't really allow a lot of offensive yards. So I'd say USC by 10. Awesome. Michael, what do you got on this one? Man, I mean, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, I don't, I don't love USC, you know, uh, you know, again, I, I mean, I have never really seen a team be so, you know, you know, you know, just, you know, I think it's so lucky, you know, just, just you know, from that onside kick there in the first game. I mean, you know, I think just as a, as a Pac-12 player, you know, I think just like, it just kind of hurts to, I mean, you know, the best teams, you know, I, you know, other 15, you know, there really isn't a chance even to get in the playoff at all. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I think just in the passion of the Pac-12, I mean, I would love to see him win, obviously, I think. Um, you know, I think just, you know, going back to the game, I mean, I mean the Cougs made them look really good. Uh, I mean, they just – I mean, <laughs> and, and it, it was like 36. To, I mean, they had one-yard rushing. I mean, that's like yeah. – if you – I mean, I, I like, it's kind of hard to fathom that. I mean, so – the amount of gifts and, you know, it's, you know, 
Am I surprised? You know, the Cougs are good at doing that. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go with USC, but I think it's going to be there at the Rose Bowl. It, it, I mean, it's going to be a very competitive game. Um, you know, there's going to be some fireworks, a lot of scoring, I think. Um, this is going to be a big game, I think, for Chip Kelly. You know, he this is kind of his opportunity to – I mean, the guy has been relevant for, shoot, five, six years maybe. I, I mean, yeah. I, you know, so this is a big game for him, now. I think. Whatever, I mean, uh, and, and – you know, like, to be honest, you know, Todd Helton is the most average coach, I think, too. I mean, he probably should have been fired at least three years ago. But, you know, he's – if you want to say him, just, you know, at the moment got him going. So, um, I'm going to say USC by, like, six. It's going to be like a 42 to 36 kind of game, I think, there, Trevor. Yeah, and, you know, you bring up a, a really excellent point that, you know, Helton has been – uh, on and off the hot seat. And honestly, Man, if you're I mean, a fan of somebody outside of USC, you want to keep him around uh, because that's, that's, that has improved Washington's recruiting. It's improved, unfortunately, Oregon's recruiting as well. But everybody in the Pac-12 um, outside of actually UCLA has really taken advantage of that. Now, Jake, uh, there's room for you on the UCLA bandwagon with Kayla and I as we uh, we both believe that – um, uh, uh, Chip Kelly has him going in the right direction. Uh, however, you know, this could be like Michael said, this could be a huge game for Chip Kelly. Cause right now he's got one of the worst recruiting classes coming in, which, uh, this isn't Oregon. Uh, you're in UCLA now you need to recruit your offensive scheme is different. What do you see happening on Saturday? Man, it was just two weeks ago. Kayla was talking about how Chip Kelly has this train turned around and how Chip Kelly's got, He's going to win it all, man. Choo-choo. Michael's choo, choo. going. Choo-choo. On that Baltimore blue train, Jake. Uh, that train, baby. Come on. You can't uh, I even got my baby blue undershirt on. USC, hey. USC was one really drop, really, one really bad drop away from throwing a game-losing interception. And Colorado just waltzes in to the Pac-12 championship game saying, thank you. Yeah. Um, USC is, has been exposed a little bit. They've been playing really good. Uh, we all thought that that Wazoo game was going to be a lot more competitive. Yeah. If there's a coach that understands the air raid more than anybody else, especially more than – I mean, anybody, more than Todd Helton. Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Dang it. Todd, Todd Helton's a, a great player. hitter. I do that all the I time. Mean, you know, both you know, Clay and Todd are very similar names, though, I think, Jeff. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they start with the same thing. Very, <laughs> very blue collar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. if, 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 anybody, if anybody knows the air raid offense more than Chip Kelly, show me that person. And for somebody to know so much about it, you should be able to know how to stop it. So I'm going to hop on this UCLA train and push Kayla off. Hey, there's plenty of room on this train for everybody. I agree with uh, Jake. I think that you see an upset. The, the uh, Bruins knocking off the men of Troy, uh, setting up a Colorado, possibly Washington rematch. You got to love it. You love it. That would be the most Pac-12 thing of all Pac-12 things. Oh, yeah. Happen. Oh, yeah. Um, next up, Michael, we have Stanford heading to Oregon State. 
Oregon State, obviously coming off the high of winning the artist. Gosh, known I mean, as the, the biggest hangover. I mean, God. And then, they, you know, they just kind of just drop it there, Utah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's – I mean, and because, you know, coming off, you know, arguably their, their your biggest one in years. Um, you know, you know, but I, I do think they match it pretty well here, Trevor, right? You know, Stanford Beavers – we are looking at the hard hat lunch bill bowl right here, all right? Yeah. You know, two very physical teams here. Um, you know, you got Stanford, you know, who wants to run the ball. You know, they want to just, you know, put their will on you. Um, you know, but I think here, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you know, two very similar teams, but I think the Beavers have a better quarterback, though. And I also think, too, just, you know, being at home, it's a tough play to, you know, play in, you know, there at Research Stadium, um, you know, at least myself. I mean, I'll always remember losing there. I think it was uh, 2013 maybe, uh, you know, when, you know, they'd only had a couple, you know, maybe like either like a, you know, win or two maybe, and we ended up yeah. losing that game. I mean, it's a, it's a tough place to play, you know. There's going to be obviously zero fans there, but, you know, still I think, uh, you know, it, you know, it's like even when you're Stanford too, I think, you know, you can only have so many practices and walkthroughs at like parks, you know, or just, you know, right outside of like a gym. Um, you know, I think that the beeves are at home, you know, they're going to be hanging out all week. You know, I mean, so I'm going to, I'm going to go beavers here in a, in a, in a, in like a, just a classic, like a 23, 20, maybe even like a 27, 20 beeves win. Awesome. And then of course, Kayla, we don't know the status of Jamar Jefferson. That was a huge, um, huge letdown last week, not having him. Tristan Gebbia gone for the year, but Jamar Jefferson is the guy that makes the world turn in uh, Corvallis, Oregon. What do you think about this game? Stanford is hitting their stride with those two consecutive wins, taking the axe back against Cal and then beating Washington to give Washington their first loss. Mike had Mike Martin, the person who does this with us, actually tweeted something that's pretty interesting that if Oregon State wins, they move into second place in the North and jump in standings ahead of the Ducks. So Oregon State looks to be the most complete team out of Stanford and Oregon, especially because they do so well and did so well holding, say, Oregon's running backs, for instance, who are probably one of the most dangerous and productive kind of unit of running backs in the league, I would say. They shouldn't have a problem with Aaron Jones, not to mention Stanford has the worst run defense in the conference. Like we mentioned, if Jamar Jefferson is there, then the Beavers should run away with it. I'm not sure if it will be a runaway game, though. They should. But I would just safely say, not knowing the status and not having Tristan Gebbia with Chance Nolan, I would say Beavers by three. And, Jake, obviously Stanford riding high off of those games that Kayla mentioned. Uh, I love I love how Michael called it the hard hat lunch pail bowl. What Completely. do you got in this one? Uh and kind of piggybacking off of what Mike said earlier, uh, Oregon State goes out and wins their biggest game in years and then has a complete <laughs> party hangover. I could see that coming out of Stanford this week. Stanford really game planned for that Washington game to beat us, and, and they did exactly what they needed to do. And now can we see Davis Mills kind of recreate that same magic against Oregon State? This game completely, in my opinion – the winner of this game completely depends on if Jamar Jefferson plays or not. If he plays, Oregon State wins by 10. If, if he doesn't play, I don't think Oregon State has enough offense, even with 
Stanford's inability to stop the run. I don't think that Oregon State has the offense to uh, win this game without him. The dude is the most prolific running back in maybe all of the nation, especially on a team that has nothing else to, to give him other than just hand him the ball and, and he'll carry all his offensive linemen and his quarterback all the way to the end zone. So if he, if he plays, they win by 10. If he doesn't, they lose by three. I tell you what, if Stanford figures out a way to uh, pull this game out and go on a three-game win streak, um, my suggestion for Jimmy Lake is to uh, take his practices to that public park in Bellevue and uh, see what happens. <laughs> However, I'm going to stick with the Beavers as well. I think Jamar Jefferson is a transcendent player. I think that he's going to be able to expose Stanford's uh, run, def run defense deficiencies. Uh, like Washington was not able to do. They're going to control the clock. This is not going to be a lot of possessions. It's going to be a lot of running. It's going to be lunch pails and hard hats. Uh, and I think the guys with the uh, chainsaws are going to come out on top. So next up, we have 7.30. We got Pac-12 after dark. We got Cal coming off a big win against Oregon, uh, heading to Pullman to play a Cougar team that finally got to see the field again. And uh, by the end of the first quarter, the game was over. Cal is only favored by two and a half points. Kayla, what do you got on this game? Like you mentioned, Cal coming off a huge, huge, huge win. We've already talked a little bit about those winning hangovers. So we'll see if that happens again. But without numerous penalties and crucial turnovers, Oregon would have walked away with a win. Cal's offense didn't look to be anything spectacular. Quarterback Chase Garbers completed 10 of his thir 13 first passes and end up winding up with 20 of 32 for 183 yards. So that's not very good odds after such a hot start. The Cougars defense looked horrendous against a passing offense that USC ran last weekend, allowing Keaton Slavis to pass to St. Brown for four passing touchdowns in the first quarter alone. That's some Tyreek Hill status right there. Jaden Delora threw two interceptions and lost a fumble against a pretty decent USC defense. And the Golden Bears defense, I don't think will make it any easier. It was WSU's first game back in over two weeks, so I get that. But still, I'm probably going to take Cal by 10. Yeah, Jake, and one of the things that you mentioned was uh, Delora not looking like a true freshman. And, yeah. uh, boy, uh, did he prove you wrong. He's a freshman. Um, yeah, yeah. I, re I really put the jinx on him, didn't I? Uh, yeah. That's, you know. I call hey, that the Tate curse. You did it to Khalil Tate as well. I did. I need to just stop giving people compliments yeah because Trevor, you're looking real lovely today oh no <laughs> hey you should really compliment another team too. well you know i mean he's a very nice guy from bothell you know it's you know cougars you know way too much about me michael <laughs> um yeah i, I just Wazoo is a, is a tough one for me to, to pinpoint. I think Cal, I, I mean, we've been high on our podcast, Trev. We've been high on Cal all year. We think they're a pretty good team. I think Chase Garbers is a pretty good quarterback. Um, I see Cal kind of doing what they want at will with, with Washington State's defense. Hopefully, Delora can get his little one bad game funk out of the way. I'd like to see this be a good competitive game. But, like, I think it was Caleb that said Cal's defense isn't a slouch compared to USC's. That's what Cal's been known to do is kind of rough quarterbacks up and make it a hard day for them. 
Delora is a different kind of athlete where he can get out of the pocket and run, and hopefully he can get a couple of first downs for them and keep those chains going. I don't see it helping, though. I see Cal winning by four. Michael. Yeah, and I'm kind of on the same train here. Uh, you know, I mean, I like Cal. Um, I would, I would, you know, I would, I would kind of put Cal. You know, they're in the same category as like an ASU. As you know, I mean, even between the two, they only have one win. But uh, you know, I mean, at the same time, you know, they really should be at the top of the conference. I think. Um, it, it, if you look at Coach Wilcox, you know, who's you know, awesome coach, and you know, I was actually there. You doubled them for. Uh, for two years, um, you know, also a great guy too. Um, and no, it, it, I, and, and we looked at the coups last week, you know, it, it was, it was a pretty embarrassing performance. And, and, you know, again, I think, you know, we have to look at the quarterback play um, and I have to agree with, you know, with, with, um, you know, with what Jake said there about Garbers. I mean, you know, he's a veteran quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, <clears throat> and I just think that, you know, the Cougs just, you know, you know, don't, you know, they don't have that rhythm going right now on offense. And I think, you know, in order to be the good Cal team that, you know, they're going to have a good, you know, you know, you just know that they're going to have a good defensive game plan there, you know, with Wilcox. Uh, I mean, I, I just kind of see them having another hard time. Um, and so I'm going to take Cal, you know, you know, it's in Pullman, but again, you know, there really isn't that environment where um, fans can't help you at all. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say Cal by 10. Um, I, I don't really see it being, you know, super close, but I think, you know, Cal is going to control this one. Yeah. It's also really... important to kind of mention that Max Borgie's status is also questionable too, heading into that game, similar to Jamar Jefferson, who was really the workhorse for WSU all last season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm really looking to see uh, whether Chase Garbers can get back to where he was. Um, like Kayla mentioned, he had that hot start. And, and really after that, when uh, they were battling back with Oregon, um, really wasn't that efficient. But of course, we know by now that uh, teams can run all over Oregon. And um, if Cal is able to keep doing that to Washington State, who, uh, you know, in the past has been uh, susceptible to the run, it could be a long day for the Cougs again. Now we get to the game that we all are praying comes to be. It's the border war. We're here. Michael, what is your experience and how do you feel about that uh, university to the south? Uh, you know what, I... I really don't like him at all. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, just the fact, you know, I mean, green and yellow gotta be probably the ugliest colors. You know, I, I would, I would, I would hate to have that, you know, as a, as a uniform. And I think every time, you know, I stayed in Eugene, um, you know, I'm using nice hole. Or, <laughs> um, excuse me, actually. I, I mean, I, I'm using I'm using a nice word to describe it just, you know, like as a poop hole, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's just, yeah, I mean, there's, there is nothing good about it at all. Um, you know, and, and I think it even hurts worse that, you know, I mean, other than Arizona state, you know, they're the only team that we didn't beat. And I think just, you know, you know, looking back at the history, I think just of the rivalry um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, and the fact, at least, you know, when I was there, we wanted to beat them so bad. And, you know, just, you know, Coach Sark tried hard and hard. And, uh, you know, you know, I, mean, I had my first touchdown against them, actually, 
at, at UW as a freshman. Um, and I think it's going to kind of take just, you know, some creativity, I think, on our end because, you know, I mean, you know, we really have a lot of weapons, you know, in, in, in that just, you know, good flow um, on our offense right now. Um, and, 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 and I think, you know, you know, a lot of the two big players that are, you know, that have to come up bigger and be Ty Jones, um, you know, my guy, Kate Otten. I mean, they're going to have to make plays. Um, I mean, just, just, you know, I mean, and Ty Jones kind of came out of, I mean, he just you know, came out and just, you know, he, he just has so much talent and he just, you know, like shows flashes, um, you know, you know, you know, what, you know, we got to just find a way to give him the ball. Um, and, and I know, um, and, and, and I think it's kind of also been tough, you know, just, you know, for myself coming to tight end. I mean, you know, obviously Odd does a great job and, and he's, you know, he's, I mean, really as an offensive coordinator, you know, I, I, you know, he's, he's, you know, really, it, I mean, he can, he can set the edge, you know, he can catch the ball, he can run routes, you know, he's got decent wheels, um, just does everything. I mean, um, and so I'm just so excited for him, I think, at the next level especially. But, um, you know, like a big thing I think, you know, this year, unlike the past, I mean, just my whole time at UW, you know, we always had, you know, two, three, um, almost four tight ends. And, 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 you know, that gives every offensive coordinator – you know, so much opportunity, you know, to in the run game and the pass game. And, 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 you know, it just creates mismatches too. Um, and, and, and it's kind of been, you know, we talked about it there, you know, a couple months ago um, when I was on the show, just, and, and I'm kind of waiting for, you know, like that next guy, you know, to also step up and help him out a little bit. And, you know, we saw a couple of it last week, but uh, you know, it, it just, it, it, it takes a ton away, you know, from, you know, just, you know, from John's playbook when we only have really just, you know, one time end. And, and I think, you know, you know, as you see, I mean, you know, what defenses are doing is, you know, they're focusing on him a lot. And, and it was, it was, it was really nice to see, you know, you know, it was, it was, it was obviously great to see Ty come out and just you know, make some big plays for us. But, um, you know, that's who we, I mean, just, um, you know, so, I expect a big game, I think, you know, from Cade. Um, and, and, and we need guys, you know, like, you know, like Ty Jones. I mean, he's going to be the X factor, I think, you know, um, in order for us to win that game, um, we have to have him have a big game. Um, you know, that's going to be huge. Um, and I hate Oregon and I want to beat him so bad. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of been, you know, like a little bit of an up and down season, I think for us just, you know, last week, but, uh, this would definitely put a big stamp, I think, on the season if, if we can get this done. I mean, there's no better feeling than beating Oregon. And I, I don't even know what it feels like either. So um, I, would, I, would, I would love to see these guys do it. Yeah, and kind of going off of that, not only would this be a fantastic end of the season, Jake, it puts Washington into the Pac-12 North. They win the Pac-12 North. So what do you got on this game? Yeah, I kind of want to touch up on what Michael said about green and yellow being the ugliest colors. I kind of want to throw a blue and white in there, if you know what I mean, Michael. Oh, I, I mean, those got I mean, blues. I mean, especially like that that nice royal blue, bottle blues is just absolutely it's the gorgeous. worst, man. It's, it's the worst. Gorgeous. It's a primary color. And, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, that's you know, crazy. Uh, you, know, you know, my race car's red. I, I'm a red guy. If it's not red, <laughs> it's a guy. You know, I mean, it should be blue. 
I was a Bothell guy. That was a long time ago. Was, I do have to say the Kalis are purple. Well, that's okay. I mean, I can dig purple too. Uh, Oregon, Oregon is – it's going to be a tough game. Um, if you take out last week's loss against Cal, Oregon had been averaging 40 points a game. That's a lot of offense for this offense to, to try to get their way to, to that, that magical score of 40. Uh, I don't think we've touched 40 all year. Um, this game completely depends on how this it, – it, Michael talked about the offense and what we need to do to get this offense rolling. And I agree we do need to get this offense rolling, and I think Kate Otten is an important part of that. But for us to win this game, our defense needs to control Tyler Shuck. Um, the dude has been playing pretty well, even in the loss last week against Cal, he had 231 yards and a touchdown, no turnovers. Um, they just had, like, like you mentioned, they had some costly penalties that kind of bit them in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, Shuck has been playing really good all year. Now, Washington's defense, I think we have the ability to control him through the air. Uh, our cornerback plays dynamic it's probably the best in the Pac-12 I don't worry about that so much I really worry about Tyler running the ball against us I worry about Travis Dye I worry about CJ Verdell but most of all I worry about Chuck and the reason I worry about Chuck is because our middle linebacker play at points has been a little suspicious they've been suspect to getting torched on the ground not by just running backs but they can get beat on the ground by quarterbacks I worry about um, Sermon with his speed versus Tyler's speed. I think Shuck is quicker than him. I think he, he is more elusive than him. But he whacked I, Rub right now. <laughs> no, no, no. With, 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 you know, the Sermon, and, and I was just saying kind of speed, the lack thereof speed at times. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Zero elusiveness to him. Uh, so. Yeah. I just I worry about this linebacking core with with Tyler Shuck running that ball, and I think Oregon's smart enough to realize that we're vulnerable at the line, inside linebacker position. So I think it's really important for our outside linebackers to contain edge, not let Shuck get out, and keep him in the pocket, and then we will win this game. Yeah, and uh, Kayla, you were really high on CJ Verdell. Uh, he's shown flashes of being really good. I think that he's dealing with a little bit of injury. Um, plus, you've seen uh, Travis Dye also make some plays this year. Kayla, what is your general – actually, Jake, you never gave a score. Either did Michael. Oh, we'll get back to it at the end. Kayla, what's your uh, – what's your, That's not fair. That's not fair. I'll come back to him. You're, you're the brave one. Kayla, give us oh. the score. What do you got for us? Oh, my goodness. Not fair. Um, first off, I love everything Michael and Jake mentioned about the colors, about the scheme, about getting people involved, about Oregon being smart enough to know to really attack that linebacker position. But how crappy Eugene is. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so kind of talking a little bit about the offensive side with Washington is that Washington has primarily only utilized one back after that Oregon State and kind of Arizona game. So since then, I think it makes it a little bit easier to game plan. Hitting Kate Otten in the second quarter, that was not acceptable. They have to find him sooner with kind of Dylan Morris not really getting to utilize his arm. 
Washington and John Donovan need to dump out their playbooks because like Jake had said, Oregon's not a dumb team. Mario Cristobal knows what he's doing. They are good for a reason. They're just weak kind of on the defensive side while Washington seems to be a little bit weak on the offensive side, which is kind of while they're struggling to get going in that first half. That being said, and kind of how Oregon is very explosive, Oregon actually went down and put up a touchdown with 49 seconds left in the second half against Cal and still left time on the clock. Washington needs to be effective on both sides. It's hard to really pick a winner now because we're not sure with Washington on, you know, who is out, who has COVID, who tested positive, who's going to play. Because let's say it's Dylan Morris. We trust these quarterbacks, but no real one has some snaps aside from Jacob Sermon and garbage time against Arizona. It's a little bit concerning. I'm not going to pick a winner, but I say the winner wins by three. <laughs> yeah, do that. Very nice. You did that I to me. That. You oh, didn't even yeah, okay. pick. I'll pick a winner. I'll pick a winner. I, I will definitely um, – it's going to be a tough game, I think, just based off, you know, what I've seen on tape. Um, and, it, and we got to see, you know, like we really haven't seen, like, the quarterback play. Like, we need, like, the Morris from Arizona. If we don't see him, then, it, then it's going to get ugly. And, uh, you know, kind of just with our lack of weapons we have on offense, too, compared to what Oregon has. Um, and, and I think just – I mean, and especially there, our front seven is going to be ready to rock because, I mean – I mean, like, we are fortunate, you know, with how blessed we are there with our DBs that, you know, we can put seven of guys in the box, and I think we're going to have to do that and just, you know, actually use our talent there, you know, to guard them. Yeah, because, I mean, we just got to do some better play, I think, you know, you know, you know, from specifically Sermon. You know, all these backs are pretty quick, too, you know. I mean, you know, and, and you know, very powerful, too. So, you know, we just got to – I mean – just pull everything out of it, you know, um, and, and we just got to come out there with a lot of energy um, and a lot of juice. Um, and so, you know, but I'm confident, you know, that a score. my guy Jimmy Legs going to come out and, I, and I'm going to say 28-24, bow down to Washington, baby. Let's go. Yes. Woo! Okay. Craft football, that's what Maryland does. <laughs> One th- before I give my score, I uh, I want to say that Oregon's a lovely place, and I love them, and I hope I give them the Jake jinx. <laughs> I hope I just jinx them so hard. Tyler uh, Shuck for Heisman then, huh? <laughs> yeah, Tyler Shuck for Heisman. I like there this new segment, the Jake jinx. <laughs> I like that. We should keep a tally because it's got to be up there. It's not good for the people that you talk I, about. I would I – would, Kind of going on to that to that point, I would be interested to see MJ Tafisi get a little bit of time at inside linebacker. Did I steal your point, Trevor? Yeah, that's one of them. Because I think he's got a lot of speed and he could chase down a Tyler Shuck if you put him on a quarterback spy. I think that he's would be really spy. interesting. Yeah, it'd be really interesting and it'd be it'd be something that Oregon wasn't game planned for, right? They're game planning for a really slow inside linebacker that they could take advantage of. And if you throw Tafisi in there for the entire game, he has the ability to watch him and kind of throw Oregon for a loop. With that being said, I think Oregon wins by seven. Uh, I mean, so then, like, are we allowed to – well, hey, you know what? Actually, you know what? I can't do that. All right. Yeah, okay. 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 (laughs) 
I'm so plan. scared what's happening right now. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, I I can't say that Oregon's going to win. You know, I can't. No, you cannot. And I won't say it. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you cannot. Don't worry. You would get kicked out of the football brotherhood if you did. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, actually, you know, I mean, like this actually, all right, so, you know, pretty funny story here. Um, you know, this, I mean, like this kind of story just really just, you know, sums up just, you know, what Oregon is. And I think Eugene, you know, so, um, so this is, I think back in 2013, I believe, um, at Oregon. Um, and <laughs> my stepdad, Jim is at the game and he is going at halftime to get a hot dog. Right. And, you know, at least that's what he said that he's, he's, he's walking to get in line. And, uh, you know, these two Oregon co-eds come up and kid you not knee him in the growing and, uh, you know, Hey, you know, and, and so he, he will never go back there again. Um, and I feel like just adds to the complete disrespect, I think, you know, that Oregon, Hey, you know, they go well, um, you know, and, and uh, honestly, I, I kind of thought it was kind of funny, but. <laughs> I think I were at that game, <laughs> too. <laughs> that it wasn't well, you getting needed in the balls, Trevor. <laughs> it was Trevor doing it. <laughs> Just, you know, Eugene Oregon, you know, uh, in the words of Coach Holt, shithole, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. We, I went down a couple years ago when Washington played in Eugene last time, that overtime game, and I had broken my leg a month before, so I was on crutches, and I was oh. kind of towards the top, and they won, and we, they had, like, thrown beer at us, like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, unhardly fans, it's like the, like, like, there's, like, two spectrum of fans, basically, you know, you got, like, at, like, the far left, you know, like, I mean, you cannot be on Santa's, I mean, on Santa's bad list, you got Oregon Ducks, you know, <laughs> just, you know, that, and then you got like Nebraska fans over here, you know, <laughs> the nicest people ever. And they'll, you know, you know, if, if it's, it was at Nebraska, it, my parents went there and, and I kid you not, they like, they actually offered my mom, you know, like to come over for a beer, you know, I mean, like, like that's hospitality and just, you know, Oregon's on their side. It's like, and, and, and it will never change. It's like, you know, just disrespect, you know, not great people, but uh, <laughs> decent sports programs and, you know, Uncle Knight helps out a little bit and, uh, you know, is what it is. Is what, it what is. you got. I mean, I'm not picking a winner. It's just by three. I'm, I'm Switzerland. Uh, okay, right Kayla, you know, just pick the winner, all right? You, you, come on, just say it. We'll go, pur we'll go purple and gold. Thank you. We'll all right. Thank you, you know. Just because I want to disagree with Jake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the one name that uh, I think will be brought up more as, if this game goes off as planned with everybody there uh, is the name Tuli Latua Gasanoa. He's been playing more as he's getting – um, his uh, back in football shape after coming off an injury. Uh, and you saw when he was out there against Stanford, Stanford struggled to run the ball. So if he can come in, uh, give these younger guys like Jacob Bandis and Fatu Atuatele a little, uh, a fewer reps uh, to look, uh, to, to allow them to play their best instead of have to play for uh, more reps, I think will be really, really important. Uh, I'm going to go 31-28 dogs. Michael, thank you so much for coming on.
Absolutely. You know, I mean, it was my pleasure, you know, just, just, you know, talking ball, you know, it's, uh, and, and I can also report that the, you know, Husky men's team got a W2 against Seattle U, beat them by 30. So thank you. Yeah, All okay. right. Getting on First win. No, yeah, no, yeah. You know, but I mean, I, I will, I will always come back on, you know, just, I mean, I love talking ball, talking little dogs. Um, you know, and hopefully the next time I guys talk to you, uh, you know, we'll get a big W this weekend. I love it, Michael. I have an important so question much. before you go, though. Hit me. Can Jake dunk on you? Absolutely not. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know. You know like, did, have. Jake have dunked on you. Like, or, you know. Have dunked on Jake you. or what? Uh, I, I believe you were in ninth grade when you came to an open gym, and I rose up so hard. Me? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Guys, Positive. I'm gonna say right now the rumors are not true. I, I don't, I don't know. Jake's what he's been known about. to lie about dunking. That's why we had to ask you. Yep, Jake's been. Yeah, okay, you, okay. I don't think Michael remembers. He was a little bit too young. I don't think I he remembers go. how well I fly. So <laughs> blue. You were a senior as a freshman. What? So it, it was, it was my freshman year, your senior year, or what? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's lying. Sounds okay. good, Jake. I, 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 I don't think I really – the only guy that dunked on me, I mean, was Johnny Hecker, and I had to guard him, like, every day in practice uh, as a sophomore. And other than that, I don't think I've ever been dunked on before. That's not um, true. Once. So, I'm going to – you know, I'm, I'm going to say the rumors aren't true at all. They're true. John, John, great uh, great poll with Johnny Hecker. That's- Johnny Hecker dunked on me hard. The boy right there. The dude dude I was – I, I, like, I, like, kid you not, uh, my sophomore year, you know – I kind of stress fracture my back. Didn't even play actually any football my whole sophomore year. In my first sports basketball, you know, and I was so excited to get back and play again, and you know, play a little varsity. But it was like wake up call. And I remember like practice four, um, just you know, Johnny just was just banging on me or just ducking me probably, and I was like crying outside. And you know, Coach Bollinger was like, not these exact words, but stop being a baby and let's go. Like, All right, <laughs> yeah, jo- Johnny does it to everybody. He and that's how your football athletes. college career happened. You decided I became a, you know, a, you know, hard hat lunch bell guy, you know, yeah. exactly. Like the, yeah. Oregon state Stanford. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for us for the PAC 12 pick show. I'm Trevor Mueller. He's Jake Grant. She's Kayla Olin and our guest Husky, Michael Harvickson. Let's go dogs.